It's Fangirl Chat with Teresa Delgado and Trisha Barr. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of Fangirl Chat. Today, we have a special guest on her first official full podcast. And so we want to have everybody welcome Sandra Shoup. Welcome to Fangirl Chat. And yes, and as always, my co-host, Teresa Delgado. Hey, hey, hey. So the reason we're having this fangirl chat is there's a lot of interest out there in teaching children through geekdom, particularly Star Wars, but geekdom in general. And both Sandra and Teresa are teachers. And so I thought I would ask them how they use their geekdom and hopefully will help some teachers out there and maybe even some parents help teach their kids through geekdom. So, Teresa, tell everybody who maybe isn't familiar with your history. We've talked about it on Fangirls Going Rogue, but what you do as a school teacher. Well, as a school teacher, um, I teach high school. I teach ninth through 12th grade. So I get all of the kiddos from 14 to about 18 years old. Um, Super fun time in their life. Uh, And I um, actually teach health science, which is sort of advanced health stuff and um I teach sports medicine classes, so orthopedic medicine. Um, I'm an athletic trainer by trade as also, so like I um, used to, I don't have a position as a trainer right now, but I take care of all of the athletic injuries that happen to all of the athletes on campus. So that's kind of what I do. So it's a little bit harder to use um, geek stuff in what I teach because it's very it's very medical. Everything is very factual, big giant words, you know. Um, but there are there are places to stick it in there. You just have to find those places. And Sandra, tell people a little bit about your teaching background. Okay. Actually, this is my very first year teaching high school. I spent the last 10 or so years teaching middle school. And, you know, this past year, I wanted to do something different. And so I, you know, applied for a position uh, in high school. So I'm a special education teacher. So I get to, again, I get to work with uh, various subjects, grade, different grade levels. So every semester, I may have, you know, a different group of students. But it's enjoyable. I, I really love it. Again, actually, this is the last day of school, so I'm extremely excited. But it was it was a wonderful experience. So I like high school, so I think I'm going to stay there for a while. <laughs> yeah, you're a brave woman to teach middle schoolers. That's all I'm going to say. There's you know only what? there's only so much of a middle school child I can handle. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I started teaching in 1999, and and this and this past year was the first year that. I didn't get a chance to teach middle school, so it's been a very, very long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! What makes so? What makes middle middle schoolers diff, more difficult than high schoolers? You know what? I always say middle schoolers have you know they have like the middle child syndrome. Um, you know when they come to us, it's like do they you know they they're trying to figure out do I want to act like a, a kid or do I want to act mature? So they're always caught in between. They just don't know what to do. They always seem so confused. 
<laughs> they are. They're 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 in a very confused state. They're they're going through that time where they're really trying to figure out who they are and mm-hmm. what what areas they fit into because this is the first time that they usually have classes that they go to different periods during the day and have different teachers in middle school. So in in elementary school, you usually have your one solid teacher. You may move for, say, like math or something, but you usually have one teacher. And so they're moving around. Now they get to pick electives. They get to play sports. They get to be in band. They get to start making their choices of what kind of things they want to do. And, you know, you run into a lot of that, that kind of stuff. And there's this really weird thing. I don't know if you noticed it, but with middle schoolers, in sixth grade, they're, like, still really sweet. Like, I'm still, like, a kid, and I'm still, you know, like, young and stuff. Then you get your eighth graders that are, like, I know everything about everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> definitely. They go from zero to 100 between six. You know, by the time they, they come into, it, you know, to sixth grade to eighth grade, it's, like, it's, it's it changed completely. It changes completely. Well, part of the kids at that age, like you're talking about, they're starting to become their own person is they can start to figure out what books they want to read and what movies they want to see. That's sort of when they're starting to get to go to maybe movies with their friends and without their parents. And Teresa, you actually found a way for high school kids, but this might work for middle school kids too, to kind of help kids and you create a club. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Towards the end of the school year, which is the best time to start anything, not at all, (laughs) I decided that I needed something more. So what maybe parents don't realize about teachers or even students don't realize about teachers is that we have to find a way to be connected to our kids. And when you go to school every day as a teacher and you just teach the kids that are in your classes, those are the only kids you have a connection to. So unless you go to the games or unless you teach say, or like you're a coach or say you sponsor a club or something, you don't have a connection to the kids outside of the classroom and just the subject that you're teaching them for that, you know, either 45 minutes or in my case, 90 minutes. Um, And it can get kind of stale and boring, honestly. So I wanted to bring in my geek culture. Um, I knew that I had it in my room. I had it all over my desk. But I needed to bring it in, and I wanted to have a deeper connection to my kids. And so I asked a few of them if they would be interested in a club that focused on geek stuff. And mainly I asked them because I was new to the campus, and I didn't know if we had something like that. And we didn't. And they seemed really excited about it. So I started up a club that is now called Geek Force. We had a few meetings towards the end of the year, which was kind of hard to do with end of the year testing and finals and all that stuff. But we pulled off having a few meetings. You know, and they came up with ideas of things that they want to do. And the primary focus of the club is to bring kids from, you know, the star athletes to the the kids who love science, the kids who are great at computers, the kids that, you know, love business and want to be lawyers and all over the place, the kids that are in band, everything. Bring them all together in one place because they all have common interests and it's about finding those common interests. So... Like I said, we kind of just started, but some of the goals would be to eventually have, you know, like movie Fridays where when a big movie comes out, we have a movie theater that's actually not far from the school that um, 
we set a time and maybe their parents can bring them to the movie theater and we go see it as a club so they can actually see the movie with other people rather than just on their own um, or with a family member and, you know, doing stuff like that. They're interested in going to like the comic cons we have in Austin, like wizard world and some of the other stuff that's around. So we'll see. Um, but they have talked about starting their own podcast and they have talked about starting their own website where they can do, you know, reviews of books and movies and TV shows and stuff. So, well, that's the best way to learn about things is to talk about it, to talk about it with other people. And Sandra, how do you use your geekdom to help maybe engage students or kids? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a special education teacher. So, I, you know, I get to, you know, work with students, at, you know, at various levels. You know, I have low-level kids and, you know, I have higher-functioning kids. But within the classroom, you know, I have, you know, students labeled special needs and those who are not. And so I have to find, I have to find a way to, you know, to keep it creative so, you know, a group of students, they don't get bored in the classroom. And so what perfect way to do that than to bring Star Wars into it. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, and so, and the kids know that. Once they walk into the room, they look at the decorations in the room, the posters hanging up on the wall. They look at my desk. They see R2D2. I have a a Vader mask, so they start asking questions. And again, it, it starts to open up their minds. Like, okay, well, I, you know, those who are not familiar with the, you know, with the saga, they'll start asking questions, or you know, they want to go home and you know and read about it. And so looking, you know, when I start putting, you know, start putting this this together, um, I figure, okay, well, you know, I could use Star Wars to kind of like to reel them in, to get them interested in some of the lessons that, you know, that I was teaching in class. And so, especially, you know, I started out with my seventh graders. Um, they really enjoyed it, especially, you know, in the reading and language arts classes. So much easier, I thought, in that part- with that particular subject to use Star Wars, especially when I'm teaching about conflict. Oh my gosh, that is the best way for them to get it. You know, I'll show clips, you know, of Vader, you know, you know, fighting Luke and, you know, and the different some of the different scenes uh, from the films to make connections to what I to, you know, to what I'm teaching in the classroom and so the kids would get it. You know, no matter how low they are or, you know, how high they are, they could still make those connections. And when I moved on to the high school, um, this past year was a bit challenging because this is my first time in high school. Um, some of the subjects they had me teaching, although I was familiar with those subjects, but still, it was it, it was tough. I felt like I was learning again. <laughs> I felt like a student again. And so I used, I contacted, you know, a couple of people that I knew um, that I met through uh, through social media. So I kind of say Star Wars in the classroom because I didn't realize there were others like me. There were other teachers like me, uh, you know, who were teaching using Star Wars. And so they were very, very helpful, um, you know, sharing articles, sharing lessons um, that I could use in the classroom. And it was a little tough at first because, you know, they're high school kids. You know, they're cool kids. They don't really want to talk about this, uh, you know, Star Wars in the classroom. And so I had to find creative ways, um, you know, to get them, uh, you know, to enjoy it. Um, had, you know, some tweet sessions with some of the, you know, we would read some blogs and I would, you know, contact some of the writers of those blogs and say, hey, would you like to do a tweet session with my students? So they were older, so they're into social media, so they really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Ooh, tweet sessions. Yes, we had, yeah, we had a, uh, we actually we had one on diversity in the media. We actually had a tweet session um, with John Marie Macias. 
So it was, it was really wonderful. The kids loved it. And so I try to find different ways. Because there are older students, I do try to find different ways um, to help them make the connections and to keep them engaged in the classroom. So both of you ladies, Teresa, you're the Darth Maul fan, and Sandra, <laughs> you're the Darth Vader fan. So Teresa, why do you think kids connect to dark characters because I know that a lot of times I mean Darth Vader is really important like how would you use a dark character to help relay lessons to well I think dark characters are are honestly sort of the perfect medium because the darker characters tend to go through a lot of conflict and and changes and the thoughts that they have and you know they're not dark people to themselves you know and they're not they're not villains to themselves you know they have a journey just like heroes have a journey but for some reason you know the hero gets focused on more than the villain does a lot in storytelling at least in my opinion um <laughs> i'm just saying unless you raise like dark maul from the dead right and then... right um but i think i think with kids in high school age they it's easier for them to attach to those characters because unfortunately they're going through a time of severe turmoil um you know this is the first time you know when you're in that adolescent stage where you'll have your first relationship and your first breakup you know when you may have a best friend who ends up not being your best friend anymore um where you start having to come to grips with oh i actually have to have a job and i may not be able to just go out with my friends all the time they start having responsibilities they're starting to grow up you know and a lot of times they can find themselves in pretty dark places you know and so they turn to social media or they turn to other things so if we can give them examples to look at you know in movies and books and stuff and give them places to go to stretch their minds and to kind of get them to see that everything is not terrible all the time you know dark characters are great for that because they get to see their evolution they get to see how if you become that person you know that you won't ever come out of necessarily being that person you know and maybe sometimes you do but i mean like vader and maul went down in flames you know um (laughs) And it's just there's there's so many lessons to be learned from dark characters, and I like using them a lot. Um, but I I think everything is done in balance. You know, you can't just use one or the other. Um, so you know, I haven't really gotten a chance to dive into that with them yet, and I'm excited to get to do that. I mean, we watched Star Wars right at the very end of the year, and we didn't even get to have a meeting like afterwards to discuss it because of just how the year ended. So. Um, we're probably gonna have to revisit all that. But has has everybody in your club seen Star Wars or were no? Some... They hadn't. There was a couple that had not, um, and they were Ooh. excited about watching it. So we watched A New Hope, and that's why I'm saying we didn't even really get a chance to discuss it afterwards because, you know, the thing with kids is that they don't necessarily drive. Their parents have to pick them up. You can't you can't trap them for an entire movie time frame. <laughs> you know, you'd like yeah. to, but you can't. So you have to break it up. Um, so we didn't really get all the way through it and we didn't get to discuss it. So we're going to have to revisit it, um, next year once we start back up. But, uh, Oh, they'll be ready. You can just do like a build up to December. I know that's going to be the plan. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. And then you'll have a fun, and then 
Sandra, you said you talked about using like the conflict. So for for Vader, why do you think he's so real to? I mean, obviously, this, Star Wars captures the imagination of children, and then we grow up to be adults and still think about it. So what do you what do you see when kids are learning that engages them? You know, I think a lot of times the kids see a lot of themselves in these characters. You know. You know, when you see the story, you know, when you hear about the story of Vader, um, you know, kind of like the trials that he went through. Um, I think the kids sometimes, they understand why he's, you know, he's the way he is. He's different. Um, and I think, you know, in the beginning, we were talking about how kids kind of like go through phases in life um, where, you know, they are different and people see them differently. And, and Vader was definitely different. And so when they see that, when they see Vader, they see, oh, okay, that's me. I'm different. I look different. I dress differently or I sound different, you know, than everyone else. And so they automatically, you know, they're kind of like their eyes just, you know, just light up when they can, they, they see themselves in, in this character. And so, you know, the kids, you know, middle school, like I said, you know, they're different. And again, I try not to... You know, it's not on do every lesson. Every lesson is not about Star Wars because then they'll definitely get more like, okay, uh, they, they, can you mix it up a little bit, please? Can you yeah, stop? they'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely, you know, I try to mix it up, you know, maybe, you know, once a week or, you know, every couple of weeks. So again, it depends on the lesson um, that I'm trying to teach, uh, the connections I want them to make. And so, I, you know, I try to use, I try to use it, not, you know, I try to use it, you know, as, as little as possible so that they, you know, they can make those connections, don't get bored. You know, yes. like this past year in the high school, like when I taught, you know, modern world history. And so when I taught imperialism, I said, oh, wow, definitely. I can use Star Wars to teach about imperialism. Or I can use world, when I'm teaching World War II, I can definitely use Star Wars to teach them about, you know, World War II. You know, and then again, by the end of the lesson, the kids realize, oh, okay, so the rebels and the Jedi, oh, okay, so they represented the allies, or in the Empire, they represented the axis of the axis of power, the axis power. So again, they were able to make those connections by watching clips and you know looking at pictures from the films, and then you know I would have them read you know certain articles about you know this particular subject, and so they were able to make those connections. That's awesome. Uh, Simon Kimberg used American history sort of as his foundation for Star Wars Rebels. And a civics teacher told me while I was on the ultimate Star Wars book tour that that's how she uses Rebels mm -hmm. to teach American history. Yep. So they sort of understand, you know, how these people could decide that they wanted to fight against, you know, the main, you know, the king and the same type of thing where you have the emperor, obviously. But, you know, George Lucas used World War Two. One of the other things, too, and Teresa talked about briefly on Fangirls Going Rogue was you use this sort of also geekdom to as a tool for teaching acceptance because obviously you talked about kids going through these phases where you know, they have breakups and, you know, you have cool kids and not cool kids. So, like, what do you see as far as how you engage kids to maybe, you know, get this? You know, the quarterback to sit with the geeky kid who's into science. How does the, not just Star Wars, but any geek thing that you're into with your geek force, get them to recognize that maybe they're kind of the same person? Well, you know, again, I think it's important to note that 
you know, yes, we're talking about Star Wars a lot here, but there are so many other franchises that we could be using in our classrooms to teach with. I mean, Harry Potter is probably one of the best ones to use, um, purely because of the fact that it takes place in the school. These kids are students as well. They can identify with them because they have teachers, you know, that they hate. It may be me <laughs> on some days, and that is okay. They know, all my kids know, and I. any of my students that listen to this, they, they've heard this before. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to make you a better person. So some days you're going to hate me, and some days you're going to love me, and that's okay. As far as your question goes, you know, I ha- again, I have, we haven't gotten really do a whole lot with the club, so we haven't gotten to, I haven't gotten to play with this and try and figure this out yet. But I, in my head, I see it as being... The first step is getting them in the same room. You know, you have to get the kids in the same room where they're willing to go. So if I've already got them in the door because they're willing to be there because they're interested, that's that's the hardest part's already done. Now it's just a matter of getting them to talk and getting them to dialogue and getting them to, you know, just commune with each other and figure out that, oh, we like the same thing. Or we like several things that are the same so that we're not so different. So my initial goal right now is to get the kids in the room. So I got to get that done first. And then once we can do that, then we'll then we'll figure well, out the rest. We can use the, the fangirl chat. Teresa and I might not have realized that, you know, been friends if we hadn't connected through Star Wars. Yeah. Probably not. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just a lot different. She, and that's fine because she's a dark sider and she brings it up and I'm a light sider and we have a lot of different interests, but a lot of things we have this, the same interests. And so, you know, you could be somebody who plays sports, but you could also be somebody who, um, you know, just is into, I don't know, science or technology or computer programming, or you could get the kid who, I mean, obviously if you're going to create a podcast or a web page, there's going to be kids in there that know how to do that. There are kids who know a lot more about that than I do. And I've been doing it for a while and they're just like, oh, you just do this and do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to show my old, <laughs> my my illness. But one of the other cool ways, too, one of the reasons we hooked up with Sandra was because she was looking for a little bit of mentoring on learning how to podcasting. So that was one of the things, yeah. and Teresa mentioned it, too, was just showing people how to do stuff. So, Sandra, I was curious, when you did the Twitter discussion, when you brought that up, did you did the kids all have Twitter, or were you using a, a one account? I used, I used my account, so they know I exist. And I think to me, like when I'm in the classroom with the students, I'm I, I'm real. You know, they they get to see they get to see me shoot. You know, it's not like you know I I I come up I come off as this this fake person. They know I have a life outside of the school. They know what I love. They know the different things that I do. And so when I did the tweet session, we did it all through my through my through my uh, page, and. Um, you know, we, we read the article together as a class. We analyzed it. We asked questions. We, you know, we annotated the text because that's one of the things that we do so that we get, uh, you know, what the author is trying to say. And so, and then we used my account. We tweeted out the questions that we had and, you know, and, and she responded. And so the kids, and then, you know, whoever wrote the question, I would write their name, you know, at the end of the question. So they, because they wanted to see their name out there in Twitter land. Um, but it was amazing just to see them just so engaged. And again, when, you know, when I, when I say keeping it, you know, I was, I'm always real with the kids. That's what they love. Um, oh, yeah. I'm the same way. 
Yeah, and I noticed too, and I saw a change in them because in the beginning, you know, like I said, like I don't mind. Like one day I'll put on, you know, a nice dress shirt <laughs> and a pair of slacks, and the next day I'm wearing my Star Wars T-shirt. Or, you know, I don't mind on, you know, on a superhero day. I don't mind putting a cape on and putting on some boots and act like I'm, you know, I'm Darth Vader or I'm another, I'm another character. So they get to see that. Like, here's this teacher. Okay, she likes sports. She likes sports. She's an Eagles fan. Um, she can talk about music. Um, she loves books. Um, she loves all these things. She's always herself. And so when they see that, they want to, you know, they want to have that same that same experience too and so i noticed that you know by the middle of the year i noticed a lot of those students they started wearing star wars t-shirts a lot of the kids were wearing their super superhero shirts or um i had you know this kid every day he would you know he wanted to talk about back to the future <laughs> and so they would come up to me and just wanted to have discussions or within themselves in the classroom i allowed them to just you know just be who just be who you are it, it, it's okay to be who you are and so um, like I say, it, it's been an enjoyable experience so far with the students. Teresa, are you a member of Star Wars in the Classroom? I am. You yeah, are. I'm, so um, you're. Ro- I think I'm the one fifty one or something. I don't remember my number. <laughs> yeah, you're. So you're a rogue, and Sandra, you're a rogue yeah, also. I'm rogue number one fifty seven. Oh, so you guys are close to each well, other. So, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what my rogue number. Well, she's around there. We'll, I'll find it and put it in the notes. We'll I'll find, find you. Teresa, we'll find you. I don't know. I'll find you. I don't know who so, I am. It's a good Star Wars in the Classroom. If you if people aren't familiar with it, is a great resource. You just go to Star Wars in the Classroom, and literally, there's lesson plans. There's just ideas. There's ways to engage. Um, they do. They have Twitter stream if you want to follow that. I actually learned um, of it. I don't even remember. They Star Wars in the Classroom tweeted at me, I think, and I ended up doing a Skype with a high school class to talk about the hero's journey, and I was like. It was kind of like, oh, these kids aren't going to even care. And they were like all huddled around the Skype and they all had questions prepared. And I was like, oh, man, I better sound like I'm smart now. Um, and but, I mean, they had really smart, smart questions. But and I've learned this from Teresa. Sometimes it's not you go ahead and ask like a lot of the people who are working in geekdom and are out there on social media. They like to talk about it. So you never know who you might get to have on a chat or a Skype or come might live in your local area to talk to kids. So I wonder, there's a lot of um, sci-fi people down there in your area, Teresa. You're going to ever ask any of them to come to your geek force? It's entirely possible. I have one particular author in mind who I know would come. He'd have a blast. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um like I said, you know, I have a lot of hopes and dreams for Geek Force, and I, I plan for it to go a lot of places. Um, but it's one of those things you start small. So That's <laughs> right. Start small. Um, you know, I've got to get the kids there first. So hopefully we can get the kids there, and as soon as we start to be able to do that, then we can do more fun things. But, I mean, the school has been very supportive. The administration has been very supportive. They approved it almost immediately when I, I mean, proposed the club. They um, retweet everything that I send out about the club, you know, because we do use social media. The kids want cool. social media really bad. So I'm working on getting us a logo. Um, 
and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, and then the newspaper came and they did an article in the paper. Um, and then Jedi News came and scooped that up and they went and posted <laughs> it. So the kids are the kids were feeling they ended the year on a pretty big high because so many people were supporting the club rather than looking down upon it. So luckily I have a good support system at my campus to do cool things. Uh, and, you know, like Sandra was talking about, or Sandra, sorry. Um, I, I'm i real with my kids. They know exactly who I am. Um, they know if I'm having a good day or a bad day. They know if, you know, something's off. They can tell. They play with my toys all the time. It's just one of those things. They just know who I am. I probably wear a geeky shirt to school every day. No apologies. I don't yeah. try and dress up for school. I just don't do it. That's not who I am. So, uh, <laughs> I've got the Star Wars shirt on with like a cardigan and some jeans and let's go. So, you know, it just, I try to be myself in the classroom because that's the best way that I know how to teach. And I think it works well with my kids. So I'm going to put this episode up right after Star Wars Rebels premieres. This will be Saturday. So Sunday, this is going to go up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And is everybody excited for Star Wars Rebels? I can't wait. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Trisha, I think it's weird for us because we've seen it. I know. Like, I'm excited because everybody else is going to get to see it and we finally get to talk about it. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, right, yeah, I tell you what, you guys are really good. Been, you know, you guys have been really keeping it hush on, you know, social media. So you guys are really, really good. What, what, Teresa got it all out. If you guys haven't seen the video about Ahsoka Tano return, (laughs) she got it all out. They, they nabbed her and then Sarah separately, but Teresa, who, who are you with? with um, Jonah Marie. Oh gosh. Who else? Geek girl. And Bria um, from Tossie station. Yeah. It was the four of us. And and you essentially like flail. I don't even, I mean, it was a flail, yeah, but it was more of like a, like a complete and total meltdown. It was, there were screams and there were arms. I mean, it was a mix of everything. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have to be, and then we had to be quiet. So, and then I, I think I had one person who was really interested who wanted me to like tell him what happened. I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, so I got, I got it out of my system. You did? Oh my gosh. My mom asked me to tell her and I was like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And she's like, and she says, she said, why, why aren't you going to tell me? I said, because I am not going to rob you of the moments that you will have that I had. I'm not going to do that. So no, I'm not telling you. Don't ask me again. So we'll all, I'm sure, on will have been on Twitter. But if you guys don't know where we are on Twitter and you want to find us after we've done, we've engaged with everybody because uh, Sandra will be uh, doing her first fangirl flails for this new episode. But Teresa and I will be just giggling and enjoying everybody's reactions. I'm just going to watch <laughs> people's reactions on Twitter and go, ah, you didn't know, you didn't know, you didn't know. Yeah, but exactly. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, where can they find you on Twitter and pretty much everywhere? You're the same, so I'm the same everywhere. Um, if you want to follow along my dark side path filled with Ewoks, it is at Ice Cold Penguin on everything, literally everything. And and so and then the penguins have nothing to do with the Ewoks, but they're all one big happy family. Yeah, I, of short creatures. I'm weird. <laughs> Sandra, where can they find you? I am at Geek Chick 
That is spelled G-E-E-K-C-H-I-C-9. I am on Twitter. And that, that's, again, that's the best way to reach me. I mean, I like to social, I like people. So, you know, people just want to chat, ask me questions. Um, that's where they can find me. And I'm at Fangirl Cantina. And you can find all of us on Fangirls Going Rogue. And that's on Facebook. You, it's Fangirls Going Rogue. Just search that. And then on Twitter and Instagram, it's FG Going Rogue. And if you want to ask us a question about or get uh, help and pointed in the right direction for teaching kids and learning about how to help kids in geekdom or just say hi, that's where you can reach us. Yeah, or if you have ideas of stuff that you think we could use in our classrooms and with Geek Force or whatever, please don't hesitate to reach out because teachers absorb things and we will take everything that you give us and try and use it somehow. And so, and while, when we end this, you guys, you know what I'm going to use to end this? The Ewok song? well, I could use that. Reading Rainbow? I, no. <laughs> I'm going to use something from Star Wars Rebels because we will have the most awesome, awesome sound by then. So, yeah. Anyway, until the next time when we see... Do I know what you're talking about? <laughs> I'll tell you after we stop recording. <laughs> and this is how we roll on Fangirl Chat. Tire gun, check. Turret, check. Nose gun, check. Check. All right, kids, do mom and dad proud. Here he comes. We've lost our shields. Ghost moving to engage. 